Real talk. <laughs> we just made the theme song right there. Wow. Yeah, there Real we go. Real talk. Okay. Real talk. Welcome to Real Talk, the podcast where we talk about whatever we want um, in the realm of movies and film and film and te- television and television. No. Josh, anything to add? Um, plays. Sure, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. just Hamilton. Like, now's the time. Yeah, yeah, just because like, just it's recent. Just because we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only play we discuss, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, should we should we say a little bit about ourselves or like? Yeah, for we all, should for all we the should. listeners who don't Josh. Know. Josh, take us. Actually, Josh should go last because he's the credible one. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. the expected one. You guys mm-hmm. are definitely right. the the wild card. So why don't why don't yeah. you guys start and I'll finish us off. Sure. So uh, my name is uh, Wes and um right now i just moved to victoria and i'm starting medical school tomorrow and uh have a background working with josh my brother who you will meet in a second um we shot and made music videos for a couple years together we've been lovers of cinema for you know our entire lives um and that's kind of me i love basketball but I'm not loyal to any team. Nice, nice. Nice. Hey, my name's Aaron, also from Victoria. Oh, that's your um, name. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, not not biologically related to these two and also with no experience working in the industry, but dang, do I love movies and dang, have I seen a lot of them. So I've been like a cinema lover, like also my whole life, but and spent so much of that watching and analyzing and critiquing movies and following critic reviews and um just kind of yeah i just fell into fell into like a deep love of cinema that um i got along so well with these two brothers that were also just engrossed like me and just love to have some real talks and Aaron's definitely like the fact checker, like the person who like, I'll say, I'll throw something out and Aaron will be like, ah, oh, well, there's a 1976 movie that I've seen that actually yeah. was the original, yeah. I- you know, idea that I came from. Because, <laughs> because Aaron, Aaron grew up on movie, like where Josh, uh, where, where Josh and I kind of grew up more on, on kind of movies that were coming out at the time. So, you know, in your early 2000s going on, yeah, yeah. Aaron grew up and I mean, you can talk about this. Oh but, yeah, just all about like my parents are older and just introduced me to all the older movies and that's where like you know the real love started is with these original releases and then like you know i still love movies that are coming out today that just take very like novel you know have very novel concepts like about them so yeah and you're you're also in med school and the last person is oh yeah and aaron's also yeah so so far so the 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 description Two two doctors and then why the heck are we or two doctors to be hopefully yeah. yeah um so why are we starting a movie podcast and who gives us credibility well this introducing guy. Josh so I'm my name is Josh I'm the only one here who isn't uh, a doctor in training I'm I'm <laughs> I'm an actual filmmaker and no I well I am but uh I I am I'm a director I've worked uh I've worked in music videos I just did my first ever tv show 
um, which is like centered around athletes and fitness and stuff. And I'm, yeah, I'm pursuing like being a, a full on like Hollywood director. So I'm just, you know, but I love discussing films like just for fun. And these guys have always just been like, I think what we've found is we, we can like, we can spend hours just going back and forth on like, like film theory and, and even just films we love. And this is kind of a nice way for us to be able to actually do something with it like besides yeah just, oh totally. and like in like a semi-productive way too yeah we're like yeah yeah it's not it's not yeah. just like there and then gone like we actually we could yeah we can have it forever our opinion so yeah. i mean like like most of our discussions and opinions have been there and gone like oh there goes two hours yeah like already exactly. talking about like a movie yeah. or something yeah yeah so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is just like a great way to, you know, preserve those things. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, it's like, it's nice to just have a, like, a designated time to do that. It's almost like, it's almost <laughs> no, like it's weird, like, yeah, yeah. film therapy, where it's just like, yeah. we just like, we, we go about our days and we have to be all professional and, and stuff like that. <laughs> but sometimes we just want to geek out and talk about films, you know? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Wes, maybe you could introduce like the format of this episode because I think, like sure. you said, it's good. We're going to be talking about like everything, though it is going to be movie related. But there's a there's a format to this one, right? Yeah. So we just like Josh is saying, we're gonna we're gonna kind of do whatever we want uh, week to week because you know it's our podcast, and uh, exactly. we'll have some that are just traditional kind of analyses of of various movies or um just venting sessions about the rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah, or like whatever sure. it is um but yeah. what we're gonna do tonight we wanted to start off with a fun one so what we're gonna be doing is a personalized movie draft okay so what this is gonna look like is we um have come up with uh categories and those categories are genre setting director um writer cinematographer slash camera operator composer um or the person who's going to do music your lead actor or actress your supporting actor or actress and finally a little fun one is um something that you can just steal copyright from any movie or a uh, cinematic universe that you want so What's going to happen is we're going to go through each category and we have randomly selected who's going to get to draft first, second, and third in each category. So um, what we're hoping is our listeners or listener, if it's, if it's just <laughs> one, is going to ultimately at the end of our movie draft decide, you know, what movie is going to be the best or yeah. what movie is going to be creative or just enjoy um or i know we are we're just gonna enjoy the movies that we uh create here yeah, um cool. so some ground rules that i think it's important for us to go over but also anyone who does happen to listen to this if anyone um takes a person so if we get to director and ron howard goes uh, is selected um he is then no longer available for any categories after the fact okay so for example you could be bold and take Aaron Sorkin as a director and then he no longer would be uh, available for writers yeah. hey 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 Aaron's no, no, looking no. at my yeah. notes i'm just looking at the <laughs> list this is my draft <laughs> pick or you could be even bolder and select 
Steven Soderbergh as your cinematographer, and then you can't, oh, yeah. and then you can't select him as the director. So there's yeah, lots of ways you can you mess go. with things. And your movie is going to be shot on an iPhone. Yeah, too, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's a risk. That's so, a risk. so that's uh, that's what that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. And uh, after every pick, the person who's making that pick is gonna have the opportunity to um uh explain why they chose that and what the vision is and at the end the very end after we've gone through all the rounds you get your movie pitch which is essentially just going over who you have what your movie is going to look like and why it's going to be great okay so um and this whole thing is just essentially a way for us to talk about you know either actors or cinematographers or like just people in the industry that we love and also the movies that they've created but while also being like hey if we had all this power and if we were Hollywood directors, like we all wish we were yeah. like, and you had all this to, to your disposal, like what would you make? What, what could so you we're like the, the studio execs in a way. Yeah. We're yeah. like yeah. studio execs, executive so producers. 20, 20th like, century Josh. And yeah. I'm owned by Disney though. So whatever. <laughs> so does everyone. Um, okay. So, so do we want to, do we want to, Get into Let's just this? kick it off. And I think I think as as we make our picks, obviously, like Aaron said, discussions just gonna naturally happen. So let's just, just kick yeah, it off. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay, so once again I'm gonna go over all the categories and then I'll 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 say which one we're gonna be doing uh first here. So the first category is genre. We then have setting, director, writer, cinematographer, or camera person composer or the person who's going to do your music you have your lead um actor you have your supporting actor and then you have any copyrighted material that you want to steal totally free of charge no questions asked for your movie yeah and what's like an example of that it's like you can lightsabers or the for Hogwarts. some reason, yeah, yeah, in your in your drama, there's the ring from Lord of the Rings. But exactly. Like, it's a free but everyone's free cool with that. The lawyer, New <laughs> Line Cinema, <laughs> New Line Cinema has said, "Yep, green light, go it, for it." It's like it's like um, Ready Player One, where stuff just can kind of appear in it, and it and yeah. it's chill, and it's chill. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like The Shining and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just perfect. So the first genre we have, or the first category we have, is genre. And uh, our draft order is Wes, myself, with the number one pick. We have Josh with the second overall pick. And we have Aaron with the third overall pick. Okay. So, I have the first overall pick. Yeah. Genre is the category. And the genre that I am pick- selecting with my first pick, mostly to try and disrupt my brother Josh is science fiction wow (laughs) so science fiction (laughs) science uh, science fiction (laughs) i know my brother wants science fiction and probably had his whole movie planned around that Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna take science fiction i think that it's a it's a genre that leaves me um a lot of room for getting people involved (laughs) getting people involved copyrighted material um you know all of that kind of all those kind of things so what also i was listening to a little (laughs) excerpt from the director of annihilation and he was talking about the genre of science fiction and how 
how creative you can be with the different concepts that you do. You really explore like the depths of humanity through concepts that, you know, can't happen in reality, but it's kind of like the what if, like what if aliens took over and had like this kind of thing? Like, are they considered human or like, you know, mirror images as in like annihilation, but like you can really go super creative with that genre. So I love that pick. Yeah. I'm so sorry, John. No, it, yeah. yeah, but some might argue it's de- it's definitely the best genre, you know? It's wow. I had uh I had everything just like Oh, <laughs> uh, as soon so this as how, soon as you said just to works. disrupt, I'm like, "Oh man, he's going to take he's going to take science fiction." That's like Okay, like, science fiction is, like, I mean, you have sci-fi horror, you have, like, sci-fi, like, like big brain stuff, like 2001, or um, Arrival, or you have popcorn films like Star Wars, or you have, like, Alien, or, like, it, it just go keeps go Interstellar, s- Sunshine, like, uh, uh, what's it called, Armageddon, sci-fi, it's, like, everything. Yeah, like you can go with the and you can determine the amount of realism in your movie as well. I sure can. Is it going to be in a <laughs> galaxy far, far away? Is it going to be like, you know, more modern? Like, yeah, you're flexible. Wes, I, yeah. so help me if you end up with David Fincher directing a sci-fi. I'm going to be. <laughs> oh, I do have the director pick before. Uh, I'm looking at my sheet here, so we'll have to see. Ah, all right. Okay. That's- that's why we so do this. So with the second overall, that's why, why we, we do, do this. this. Yeah. So we're still in genre. The second overall pick goes to Josh. All right. Um, what's my second uh, pick here? Let me just scroll down. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah, let's go. Historical epic. Oh. oh okay. Can, can do you have any further to like? <laughs> To well, let's, say, on... let's just say like it's it's like a, a sword and sandal like epic okay so it it takes place so you're not are you claiming fan like not really not fantasy, fantasy. Not no okay. something like okay. like a gladiator or a kingdom of heaven okay. yeah something like okay. that oh, okay so okay. so when you say like historical epic it doesn't have to be based on like actual history historical events no it just had you can kind of loose like i would i would argue that game of thrones would kind of almost but that's that's bad yeah you're right you're right but historical epic also can encapsulate in my opinion like like a world war ii film it could it could be a world war ii film or it could be the the knights uh, knights crusaders film like one yeah, of okay, yeah. that's fair. That's it. Hey, well, that's a good pick. Like right when you said that, I was like, "Ooh, Lawrence of Arabia." Lawrence of Arabia. That kind, of, you know, Bridge over the River Kwai. Well, like, I, I just, know, I think you have a lot. Like historical epics used to be so much more common, and like, I, I'm struggling to remember the last really good one that was like even like a sword and sandals. I feel like it was Gladiator, but if we're not counting like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or other like you know, uh, epic World War Two kind of era movies. Oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. talking more, that, yeah, then. more just like sword sword and sandals. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's almost like adventure, you know. Yeah, it, awesome. is you get kind of like those. Yeah, exactly. So you could you could do a lot with it, I think. So I'm sticking with that one. That's that's my genre. 
Nice pick. Good job, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with it. And I am I am I am keeping I would recommend everyone keep can, track of it. Can we make trade? Yes, you can. Sure. Good question. You can make <laughs> trades at any point in the in the draft. Didn't, didn't there's very loose. Didn't rules. the way I described that last sound pretty pretty fun? You know? Like Yeah, yeah like <laughs> like like something that you would like something you might want to explore. Aaron, what if no. what if you get Western, Aaron, and then you trade it because Wes loves Western? <laughs> so it's funny because Aaron can vouch, but the thing that is literally listed right above Sci-Fi is, is, is a West. You is just Western, did it, yeah. ah, man. Okay, that's what this is. Yeah, about. no, it's a it's a. Game, a I'm glad you did that because this is forcing me to get creative. So exactly, yeah. There we go. That's good. There we go. Yeah. All right. Okay, we move. We move to the third pick in the category genre, and it goes to Aaron. Okay, so I love what you two are doing. So, you know, and I love when you've got this mainstream force, but I'm going to take a little side detour. I'm going to take a little verge. You have, you know, these epics, you know, science fiction, historical epic. I'm going to take a little detour and do something a little uh, closer to home. I'm going to do a little, like, a dramedy feature. Oh. So I'm going to do elements of comedy so that, you know, when you're leaving the theater, you're smiling. You have a good time with it. But it's going to have the dramatic pull that's going to get critics engaged. And I feel like I'm also a big follower of, you know, uh, where the awards are going and kind of the award race, like not saying that I agree with whoever wins these awards, but I feel like more and more dramatic movies that are uh, gaining critical attention are going out into little subgenres. You know, you have like very dramatic horror movies or you have um, dramatic superhero movies, as in like the Joker. You have dramatic uh, kind of comedy movies, as in uh, Jojo Rabbit or even like a uh, Fargo or um, uh, just before this podcast, Josh mentions Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. You know, it's got comedic moments with a dramatic tone to mm-hmm. it. So... That's kind of like the play that I want. I I want people to be engaged. So, you know, because I'm a sensible producer, I want people to come see this movie. I want people to have a good time. They're going to come to a comedy movie. But also I'm looking, I'm going to make a a fine film. I'm I'm getting some You're getting awards. I see. That's nice. That's nice. That's That's nice. It's sounding like kind of a Coen Brothers-esque thing. Oh, we'll see who I okay. pick for the director. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I, I want to. I, I'm, I'm interested who you're gonna pick for director because that, that yeah. seems like a specific kind of filmmaker for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? Okay. So, you know, it's a long podcast. Yeah, yeah you, you never know. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's good. Nice. Okay. We're all happy with that. Except <laughs> <laughs> we're all except for one of us. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right, team. So, uh, with round one under uh, under our belts, we are going to be moving on to the second category, which is setting, environment, setting, the place. Where is it going to be? And our first overall pick for this round goes to Josh. Okay. I'm gonna go with. 
I, I want to say like it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint, but like like a kingdom, like a like a I don't know, like a how would I put this? Like just a large like Westeros type place where there's you know there's castles and there's there's rivers and there you know like just your your quintessential medieval like like medieval europe yeah exactly let's let's call it that let's call it that medieval medieval europe Europe, yeah but we can't have overlap so any (laughs) so sorry uh (laughs) you can't have streams in whatever place you You can't just i was gonna say that put a stream wherever you want yeah yeah yeah, okay I, I was gonna say neither of us can pick medieval Europe, and I'm like, well, that's pretty specific. I'm okay yeah. with that. Nope, it's vague. If there's a castle, eh, no castles. No castles. Right. Okay. No castles. Okay, that gives you a lot. I can definitely see the projection that you're trying to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it gets if you're able to, you know, continue down. But yeah. you've got a historical epic. And now medieval setting, so we can definitely see um, where your trajectory is going. Yeah, I haven't. I've I've pretty much closed myself off to uh, a dramedy at this point. Uh, there's not much. Nope, that's taken. Yeah, there's that's taken. There's not. I, I'm I'm barreling towards my uh, my trajectory here. So yeah, nice. yeah. Okay, good job. Mm. All right. With the second pick in the category of setting, we have myself, Wes. So I have science fiction, and an obvious choice for this would be, of course, space. Yeah. But I'm not going to pick space, Hmm. because space would be the the thing that everyone's expecting. And to be honest... I also just want to continue to kind of, you know, rub salt in the wound of Josh here. And so what I'm going to be picking for my setting is like an Old West <laughs> like environment, like Whoa. deserts oh. and, uh, and um, you know. So you're, you're still trying to get your Western. <laughs> Is, yeah. this, is this like a dis? Is this a dystopian future, or is this set in the past? Future, definitely okay. future. Not not that far in the future. We're talking like we're talking like twenty forty nine. Yeah, it's like a modern day. It's like a modern day western is kind of what I am. I'm, I'm kind of. Oh, picturing. I like that. So you're in like you're in like the yeah southern states kind of um, hmm. rural kind of area. Okay? So it's like a that's, okay. that's what a I'm cowboys versus aliens kind of vibe. But instead of like that movie, more like um, uh, the movie I haven't seen that is Aaron's like favorite yeah. movie, No you Country know, for that, Old Men. It's funny yeah. where it's just like, wow, a science fiction western. Yeah, you have on one spectrum the cowboy versus aliens, but I think on the No Country for Old Men, you have like a modern western, as in exactly like, what a western so, is today. Correct. So I'm yours going. Would be in the future. I'm also gonna kind of steal with that, like like good like um true detective like louisiana that's also mine what but that's not claim that that's that's not, that's not the same setting well because you're you're describing like <laughs> if you're saying no country for old men that's like that's that's like texas. that's like texas like texas and louisiana i feel like you gotta like we're either in the swamps or in the desert 
Where's Where's Rust from in True Detective? I don't know. Texas. I don't know. Texas. Is he? I'm pretty sure he's okay. from Texas. He's from Texas. Okay. That, that still doesn't. Give me, doesn't that doesn't give me that, that okay. sounded like okay, you were about to do something, but it didn't really. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, I'm going for kind of western, southern, southern oh. states. Uh can I stake that you can know, you, Aaron? You're not taking like you know a desert or something like that. That's mine. <laughs> Hot above gonna... 35 degrees Celsius okay, is mine. We're gonna we're gonna have a debate. Okay. When we come to my pick, which is right now, to see if it will work. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, with the third overall pick in the category of setting, we have Aaron. So I think I want to subvert again. <laughs> so I'm going a dramedy route. Um, I'm going somewhere that you wouldn't expect a movie to be filmed. So literally all I did in preparing for this was I read a Business Insider article on what the most boring cities are <laughs> in America. Whoa. So my setting is suburban America. The most number one was Lubbock, Texas. So I really wanted Lubbock, Texas, but Wes is kind of coming at me with this whole, oh, I want this Western one. I have a backup. Okay. So maybe we can decide between the two. I do like Lubbock, Texas, because it's called Lubbock. <laughs> yeah, that does sound cool. Uh, <laughs> well, it's actually the opposite. That could, be the, that could be the title yeah, of your they, movie. They ranked all these things, and they're like, yeah, there's nothing to do here. Like, this is a boring place. But I kind of think that'll add to, like, a comedic factor in That's true. Hey, yeah, there you go. But I almost like the irony of the second most boring place in America. Okay. Which is called North Las Vegas. <laughs> So you think that oh. this place that literally has Las Vegas, the tourist trap of America, in its title would be exciting. But no, oh. little culture, nothing <laughs> different. Mm. It is all suburbs and old people, and that's where I want my comedic film to take Kay. place. Now, now <laughs> we do have to get into this, though, because you're talking Nevada and Texas, yeah. which yeah. are both... They're very both, western they're both warm but i'm talking about a this, suburban as this, well just just to interrupt for a second this is sounding like the start of a martin scorsese movie where it's like i grew <laughs> up like in it? north yeah. las vegas and i know what you're thinking probably a great place huh yeah well you'd be wrong just about nothing happens here like it's just that yeah but that's the setting yeah too. i know it's, uh, they're are you in have, a place are you gonna have cacti in your movie well, no, I want to play up the suburban atmosphere. That's what I want the movie to kind of also be centered around is is more of a suburban America as opposed to, you know, whatever is going on in the future. I want to make something that's, you know, um, also has a commentary about what's going on today because I feel like even in the last one, we're getting lots of like either critiques of like suburbia or of capitalism mm -hmm. And by the last one, I mean, like, the last, you know, award season. Mm -hmm. You know, you have those critiques. So I kind of want to do that. And you're kind of, you know, playing, like, a little ton-in-cheek of, you know, this suburban lifestyle. Well, and what if I told you I would, I would happily say, yep, I accept that, if you were to hypothetically trade me... No. No way. What do you what do you want? 
I want you to trade your second overall pick in the composer category. Don't do it. For my third overall pick in the composer Aaron. category. Aaron. Aaron. Because otherwise, I'm feeling pretty encroached upon. What do you mean? Here, wait, wait, Aaron. What no, if? No, no. See, there's there's three people we can decide well, between well, the three of us. What if you you said like suburb? Like, are you thinking like an American Beauty? Okay, yeah. so that's not Texas though. That like you could. I feel like you can do that. Okay. No, but okay. but I also want like it to be in like the specific state so it can be called like a North Las Vegas. <laughs> so it's all about or, like a Lubach. See, that's the thing though. It's like, more about like but here's, the title. Let me turn it let me turn it around and, and say this. Wouldn't you say that me having the modern western, if I'm decided to pick that town, that it would be like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense. What, that you're making your modern western in, in Lubbock, Texas? Or, no, in North Va- Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. Because if, you, if you're if you saying, oh, yes, yeah, that makes, like, that that is a good location. It's in a desert. It's in a it's in a very hot state. If it's not in a good location because Business Insider <laughs> said that this was one of the most... I know. These are the top two boringest, maybe I'm also Maybe I'm also pressing here because so far it seems like your plans have not been derailed. So I'm wondering if, if you could derail them can somehow. But anyways, that's my two cents. Josh, I'll let you be the, the verdict here on whether he can have North Hollywood. Or, or sorry, not North North Las Vegas. Well, okay, what about North Las Vegas is it? Like, because if you want the desert, I think Wes owns the desert. Well, I don't want the desert. Okay. I want the idea of a suburban american town that has expectations of being a good place to live but really it's one of the most boring then places can to you live. just make and you just, could just make one up though right like it doesn't have to be exactly north see this is exactly but imagine Why does it have to but be imagine Nevada? if it was the actual <laughs> place and then people come to the theaters and they're like what they had their movie in Lubbock, Texas? Is that real? And then you find out, uh, like over two hundred thousand people lived there in the most boring city. But you could that could easily easily be a DVD commentary. Like we based it on Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> like I don't know why. Like we're studio we didn't have the rights. We're, to we're it. studio executives, like debating for. Oh, like this okay, is so okay. funny. <laughs> so. So so what if okay here's my here's my altar pitch I I still don't like that I'm conceding but okay. what if I had this so I make up a place yeah um it's going to be based on North Las Vegas but it's North Hollywood love it cuz I accidentally said that so uh, yeah I mean yeah. like you know I kind of like that idea though because all I want it's is the same it's the same idea ton yeah in cheek thing yeah. with the name the- Done, you know, unhappy. you get the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. It's, yeah. all, it's honestly almost better because, you know, then you have, you know, the whole movie irony. This The film industry loves to award films that are ironic. also based on right, Hollywood I forgot you're stereotypes. Going for that. Yeah, okay, this, I'm happy with Aaron, that. Aaron, you're like Sony, who's like, oh, can't we, can't we just like... <laughs> Don't describe it like, Sony, we're like, Can't we just throw in like a little nod to Captain America? And they're like... Can you pick a like any other like we can make one up? They're like, no, it has to be Captain America. All right, good picks. Let's move this along because that was a long time on setting. We're at we're at just over half an hour on this uh, first oh, podcast so here. 
Okay, we're getting to some of the, the meat and potatoes categories, yeah. though. I mean, those were meat and potatoes, but we are getting to the real meat and potatoes categories. So, we are moving on to the category of director. That's and big. with the, the first overall pick goes to a person who hasn't had it yet, last person who hasn't had it, Aaron. So, take us away, Aaron. Yeah, I haven't even had a second round pick. Oh, so yeah. Aaron's I'm, been last both I, times. I'm working with like you know the scraps here, but your day will you know, come. I want to jump out. I want to <laughs> jump out with directors and also kind of do a controversial cheat and pick two of them. Uh, and they just also happen to be siblings. The Wachowskis. So the Wachowskis. I'm not doing, yeah. doing about a drama. Siblings <laughs> doing a drama. Um, I don't think they. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That would be funny. Dude, that, whatever um, film that ended up would be the most fascinating thing ever. I don't even know, like, if they're really in the industry anymore. I watched the documentary yeah. that featured one of the Wachowski siblings, but, like, I mm. have not heard of them. Are they since... not directing the new Matrix? They're doing the Matrix 4 right now. Oh, they yeah. are. Both mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good to know. Yeah, I just, I actually All just right. listened to, this is, I mean, this is a bit of a plug, but the Roger Deakins podcast, he interviews the DP from that, from the whole trilogy, and oh. it's, like, fascinating, like, really good. Anyways, okay. continue. Yes, um, for, for the siblings that I'm taking, I, I'm taking the Coen brothers. Um, they've been a long-standing favorite of mine. I've loved all that they've done. I think they're also very versatile in what they've um, been able to accomplish with having very far dramatic movies as in like a no country for old men that they adapted like and um, they've also had those kind of like comedies but almost turned dramedies like in for instance like a Fargo so hmm. I love what they're able to do and also just full-on comedies like the big Lebowski um, burn after reading yeah, not not yeah yeah raising Arizona um they just have so many movies that have just have this charm to me that i absolutely love um a lot of times they get the writing credits as well so i'm kind of happy that they can collaborate with the writer that i have in mind and you remove for them this category from, and, you and i remove them, them yeah, from a from writing the category. category they're both great at making original screenplays and adapted i think oh brother where art that was probably the most creative adaptive ah, so screenplay yeah. That you can have. So, I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's oh, great. It's great. It's, it's, it's great. amazing. I mean, like, you know, yeah. yeah, from from like their original source material, just the way that they're able to, you know, adapt that into like a movie today. But yeah, I'm really happy that I got the first pick on this one because they're they're long time, like, you know, some of my favorite deal directors. Quick real quick, favorite Coen Brothers movie. Every everyone, yeah. For for me, it's definitely um, uh, no country for old men. Um, but that's again like a very personal choice for me. It's one of those movies that kind of like got me further into watching and like analyzing film. It's because I watched it at a young age, and I'm like, you know, what is this? You know, there's some sort of charm that keeps on bringing me back to it. So, mm. you know, that one stands out in my mind as um, very special to me. Mm. I, I really love O Brother Where Art Thou. That's probably my favorite. Mm. You? Fargo. 
John? Fargo, probably. Oh, I nice. it's it, yeah. it was the first film I watched where the tones were so blended that I had no idea what I was watching. Like I was laughing mm-hmm. and then completely horrified in within a two minute span. Like and I've yeah. never and, seen that before. So And that's why Josh, you, you got me with the whole like dramedy. All of a sudden Josh is like, Oh, is he making a Coen Brothers movie? Well, I got the first pick in directors and I know I'm <laughs> yeah, going brothers true. to model this movie after. Mm. And um, I think that'll kind of explain a little bit more of why I'm choosing to do this kind of like dramatic slash comedic group. Yeah, perfect. Okay, good choice. Um, director's second pick goes to myself, Wes. And just as a disclaimer, everyone has an equal number of first, second, and third picks. So. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's, not, a wait, it's like... weighted. This was all a randomized process. Okay, so, directors. You know, this is one of those things where there's a lot on the table. There is, yeah, that's true. I mean, like... And, yeah, there is, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, yes. no. I, I was just going to say, like, you know, there could be a whole nother uh, section for just shouting out directors. Totally. I mean, like, we have, we're just going to pick three of them. Yep. And that's, uh, totally. There's just so many high class <laughs> directors on so here. So many. And, and sometimes the thing is with movies, with Hollywood, with, stories of the comeback kid and you know the the just the magic of giving people second chances with all the great talent out there it it is a little hard but the pick that i'm gonna go with is not none other than josh trank whoa really that's interesting yeah, we're uh, we're going the real the real redemptive story here. Everyone needs a second chance, so I'm giving the reins to none other than uh, Fantastic Four's <laughs> terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible director Josh Trank. So uh, yeah, but I believe he's gonna bring us back to Chronicle days. Wow. So that is my that's my um, dark horse because I love I love redemptive stories, and I think part of that when I'm looking at selling my movie is if he can actually make a good movie that it's, it's part of the hype that, that surrounds it. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to say. Josh Trank. I know that's a bold choice, but there we are. Nice. All right. I like that though. Also, just, just a note, Josh Trank had the reins pulled from him in fantastic four halfway through the movie. So like, the first that's, that's first true. half is like not bad and then it's like the worst thing you've ever seen. So I will I go. will say I still root for Josh Trank. You There we go. So he's going to be that's going to be my comeback story. Okay. With Josh. Very Trank. cool. All right. Speaking of Josh's, the third pick in the director category with people like Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Damien Chazelle, um the, what's the Canadian guy's name that I'm Denis Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, Denny Villeneuve uh, still on the I'll, table. Also, I want to <laughs> clarify that when we select specific people, we're doing um, non-posthumanous. Oh, correct. Yeah. So my yeah. boy Kubrick or Hitchcock yes, or you know any of your oldies are going to be off the table automatically. Um, yeah. Good clarification so, yeah. point there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Aaron. 
Yeah, we are only picking people who are still alive today. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Josh, you're up. There's not a lot to choose I know, from, you've really I narrowed it down. I was like, ah, Josh Trank, now I have to pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we should probably uh, right off the bat say Josh Trank is all three of our favorite directors. So we're huge, <laughs> and then, huge Josh Trank and, fans. And, and that's the point where the listener goes, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm going to... I'm going to go, I'm going to take the obvious choice here, but I'm going to take the obvious choice because as a studio executive, I know he's going to deliver and not only deliver, but deliver something we haven't seen yet. So I'm going to go with my boy, David Fincher to take, to take this one. I know it's obvious. I know, but here's why. So can you imagine, like, the way he's been able to construct scenes of just character drama with just the simplicity of an elegant cut or a slow dolly in or, like, just this ultra control. Like, imagine that mind constructing a dialogue between two people in a historical epic, like, in a castle. And then what would a fight scene look like that's just exquisitely composed with the craziness of a fight club, but with the precision of the social network? I hey, I think that's a good pick. I man, yeah. I gotta I gotta go with that. I would see. I would yeah. I would watch that movie. Yeah, uh, I I like it too because it, it, it's ambitious in the way of like you know you know David Fincher is not gonna have this medieval uh, European. Uh, movie under his belt before mm-hmm. like a lot of his movies are kind of just based on either like here and now or you know only spanning back to about like 70s 80s mm-hmm. like you know not too far away but um yeah it's very interesting but obviously i mean if you have your movie in the hands of such a like expert director then i don't think you have anything to worry about i mean he's obviously amazing he's one of the best directors working yeah so yeah, I, I think that's the thing is I'm not just picking him because he's safe. I actually would be just excited to see what he would do with that kind of material. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Nice pick. Okay. Moving on to the next category, we have writer. Okay. Writer, 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 writer. And the first overall pick, this is our fourth category. Our first overall pick goes to myself, Wes. Gets the first overall pick for writer. Okay, so I've got my boy Josh Trank at the helm here. Yeah. I want him to work with a solid, solid script. Not that I don't think he can write, but he's coming off of Capone, which is not, <laughs> you know, the most critically acclaimed thing ever. Yeah. Um so uh I don't know if he was the sole writer of that or if he Capone? I thought he wrote Capone, but Let's, Aaron's doing a fact check for us in the meantime. But I want him to start with a really, really fire script. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go as Aaron. Yeah, Josh Trank did write. Did he also direct it? He wrote and directed. Okay, he wrote and directed. So he's got to go with a really, really smart, witty script. Um, This guy wasn't picked up in the director category either. So I'm going to go with none other than Ryan Johnson as my writer for my my movie. 
this is so i'm excited to see what he's gonna do with this science fiction let's not forget i have that so if there's aliens in there or whatever extraterrestrial type of element in a modern day western directed by josh trank written by ryan johnson i think it's got the perfect makings of a turnaround story for josh trank and honestly just like a movie i would love to see because let's not forget he did chronicle so i really want him to go back to his roots on like that kind of directorial style um so yeah i'm excited for that ryan johnson welcome to the team wow this is exciting okay (laughs) it is that's a great pick too. other uh, i will say other people on my short list were of course aaron sorkin and the great robert munch himself who as we all know (laughs) was wanting to break into the movie scene <laughs> with Josh Trank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, if the oh, car no. if the cards had played out differently, I might have gone with my boy Robert Munch. But anyways, <laughs> all right, so the second pick in the writer category, we have Aaron. Okay. So my with the second pick, um I didn't even have a backup for this. I was confident that uh he is obscure enough to sneak into the second round, but has been behind some incredibly beautiful but uh interesting and very different tales i'm taking charlie kaufman for my for my writer of my film he's done some of my favorite films such as like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind adaptation synecdoche new york um uh being john malkovich so he's got this quirky nature to him um without spoiling too much of adaptation it's literally a movie about himself adapting a screenplay to be a movie so he's very introspective in his thought and you know he works well in a diversity of films as you can see with internal sunshine of the spotless mind being almost every genre in once with a romantic sci-fi dramatic comedy um but he himself i i'm excited for him collaborating with the coen brothers to see what cool uh introspective tale he can bring especially in like a suburban american setting like i'm expecting something to be um very very personal in North Hollywood, kind of like Brett gripping in, in North, in North, North Hollywood, Hollywood, which is a very the suburban sleepy, area. Of the sleepy and, town, and also made up the sleepy town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not. I'm sure there is an area that's roughly North Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Good choice, Aaron. So let's move this along to Josh. Who is your choice for a writer? Okay. Um, I gotta go with my boy, who's also happens to be a very talented director, uh, Alex Garland who wrote films such as 28 Days Later and Sunshine and wrote and directed films such as Ex Machina and um, that film you were just talking about, Aaron, The Annihilation. Yeah. So Mm. what I love about him is he is really good at making concept films, like films that might take a normal sub like what looks like a straightforward subject and he extracts so much like existential questions from it so like 28 days later you might just look at it and go oh it's a zombie film but it's not it's like it's it's a critique on society and how uh and and the fear around mass pandemic a fear around like 
the the craziness of humanity that's just like bubbling underneath. Now you give you give concepts like that through the David Fincher filter, and it becomes sharpened into something like Academy worthy. So I'm right. I'm excited to see the crazy cerebral uh, style of Alex Garland get just sharpened by Fincher's precision. Nice. Yeah. I, I really like that pick. So yeah. far, I want to see all of our movies. I actually, I really, <laughs> so that's I really sign. do. Wes, I'm like, yeah. I, like, I feel like your film is either going to be, like, not good or the best film ever made. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I did, um, I was watching, like, a recent interview with Alex Garland. And, I mean, yeah, I, I was pretty confident that Charlie Kaufman would fall at number two, but, Alex Garland is also on my list of making films because that's what I want my film to be too is is something that um really speaks into like a personal and almost like has this metaphorical mm-hmm. or allegorical message behind totally. it. Totally. You know? Yeah. Like he's he's Get all talking after seeing That's a, that's why I loved Annihilation. I loved Annihilation. I thought that was a great movie. It it was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to move on to the next category. We are on to cinematographer and camera person, slash camera person, you know. It's the person who's doing the cinematography and also filming. You know, you know if you I'm going to make a little prediction. Aaron, they, uh, the Coen brothers have a a longtime collaborator, and I'm, I'm just wondering if you might uh, go with them. So the first overall <laughs> pick does, in fact, go to Aaron. Funny you say that. <laughs> first overall in director and in cinematographer. I think I'd be kicking myself if I didn't pick anybody else other than the one name who's already been mentioned somewhere in this podcast. And like is probably the only like household cinematographer name. I'm picking Roger Deakins. Oh, of course. There as go. my cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that is, <laughs> I think that's the right answer think, if you're going yeah. for, if you just have one of them. Um, I think just like a funny little note as I was kind of um, doing a little bit more uh, research and preparing for this is I saw uh, an interview with some of the people who worked on Sicario um, and they describe Roger Deakins as a celebrity, this kind of this such a cool guy he's like the member of the rolling stones and denis villeneuve looks at the shot he's like oh roger is such a uh, beautiful shot how did you do this <laughs> and then roger goes like oh yeah it's all right i mean the dude is allergic oh. to making a bad shot or just having a bad shot in one of his films that it's just gotten to the point where it's like he can make the most beautiful art and it all it is to him is like yeah it's pretty good it's yeah. all right. Aaron, and, and you the, could ask him answer. all the questions about Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Aaron's long favorite story, yeah, that's yeah. all. That is my you, favorite You'd film. be that executive that just won't leave the set alone. Everyone's like, okay, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I totally understand. Like, people around the set view this guy as a rock star. He's worked on, you know, and... I mean, He's worked on the second even, best even film want... for just about every year. <laughs> yeah, for, like, the Academy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but, I mean, 
Oh, it's just absolutely amazing the work that he's done. Also, I mean, we already mentioned Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That filtering process that he had to do after was historic where they shot it in a specific grain. And I don't know the most about filming, but what they did there in post, especially like under Roger Deakins as a cinematographer was groundbreaking for them. So, you know, regardless, you know, even if my movie's like, all right, at least I get to spend time with the guy. Yeah, if you haven't seen the document, like there is a documentary about the filming of Oh Brother, Where, uh, Where Art Thou? Yeah. It's, uh, it's totally, totally worthwhile because some of the stuff that they do on it, on it is, is really groundbreaking. I'll, I'll so have that's, to check uh, it out. That's, that's the pick. That's the pick, Aaron. So good job. All right, Joshua, you have the second pick in the category of cinematographer. Okay, what other cinematographers are there? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> there isn't any. <laughs> no, we got our span. We got our. Uh, is he from? Is he from Spain? Yeah, we we've got um, we've got uh Lebesky for sure. But I definitely I would I wouldn't go with him. the The problem is Lebesky would not have a good time with David Fincher. Oh, David yeah. Fincher. David Fincher almost has his own aesthetic. Like it's almost it like doesn't... whenever you watch a David Fincher, like is it the same cinematographer? Like I don't personally know. But I don't know. You either, could actually. you couldn't tell it apart. I feel like we're about to find out. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, you would normally go with um, uh, what's his name? Who his his longtime collaborator? Uh, I can see his face. Hold up. Hold up. Um. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not going to go with the obvious choice. Just so you know. So, Aaron. Aaron, our fact checker, is getting the name for us right now, though. Um, I should know this. It's such a, such a known. It's okay. We'll have it in a second. So continue on with your, your, your thought process for your pick. Okay. Well, I I just found it. So Jeff Cronenweg. Oh. So he's okay. you know he's 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 been hanging with Fincher for a long time, but. I okay. Here's what I want to do. I want to go with, um, uh, Janusz Kaminski, which you might think an odd choice, but here's why. Okay, so Janusz Kaminski is Steven Spielberg's like go-to cinematographer. He's a who you've actually had seen. I've actually yeah, I've been in the same (laughs) I've been in the same room as him. with 20 other people and it was incredible so, so josh josh is like so i have an in with him like i might actually be able to i might actually our, in yeah. our movie i would i would be <laughs> yeah. able to start the conversation yeah. with i saw your talk that you gave at cap you um yeah you would start it with that not hey i have david Fincher <laughs> yeah. in this movie yeah <laughs> yeah i would first start to like like get him on a social level before a professional level yeah um Okay, and here's why. And this is a bit of a concoction, but bear with me. So Janusz Kaminski will shoot on digital, but he loves shooting on film. And he shoots on film for just about all of Spielberg's movies. Now, what I love about how he lights is he lights for mood over realism, which is a like a lost art. And that's why he's considered one of the greatest. I mean, he shot... Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. I mean, I mean Spielberg cinematographer. Now, imagine him shooting a medieval 
movie. Like how gorgeous that would look, like on film. What are they? What are they? Sh- are they shooting it on? Well, film? here's the thing. Because I feel like you're. Yeah, you're. You're. I know. Already setting up. It's your a. Con- set for it's tension. a concoction. But here, here's the thing. So I have two outcomes. Either Fincher is like, you know what? I want to see if I can nail the precision of my vision on that format which I think would be awesome. It would be like a throwback to Fight Club and Z- not Zodiac. That was shot on digital. Um, and Seven. Like, imagine that, but he's able to, to like hone that in so that it's like perfect. Or he convinces Yanish, no, we're going to shoot digital, which is fine because I'm pretty sure they shot uh, War of the Worlds on digital and I thought that looked amazing. So um, either way, I think you're going to be getting someone who normally lights for realism, lighting more for mood, which I just think that's a fascinating concoction. And I think sometimes tension can create some amazing, amazing art. So I want to put the two of them together. Like, uh, like, like Fantastic Four. Like in your <laughs> case, like from your guy, <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> Or the, the Hobbit, first, the first half of Fantastic Four, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going with. I know it's a, it's kind of a weird one, okay. but imagine Fincher in Seven mode. Okay, but more refined because he's because yeah, he's, he's gotten even so. better. Yeah. Okay. All right. So third overall pick. Good job. Good. Good choices, Josh. Third overall pick in the cinematographer realm goes to me. Okay. So what do we know about my movie? I'm looking to give opportunities to people, right? And except for Ryan Johnson, he's but maybe I mean some people still are mad at him for the Last Jedi. Um, I would not be one of them, as we will find out. We would not be three of them. We would not be three of them who are at all mad. In at fact, him. I would um, like to give him a big hug, hug and say yes, I, I understand. <laughs> yes, like good job, well done. For all the listeners Don't still listen. with us, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> we've said many things that would get you to yeah. off but um okay so i'm all about giving people a chance you know and there's a statement that josh said to me a couple weeks ago and i i really took it to you know to heart and i've seen josh and josh is someone who's now directed a tv show and i think how awesome would it be for some big shot executive producer like myself um producer like myself to to go into a tv show a person who's done tv shows and say boom here's your ticket to the big the big leagues okay okay so i'm going to go with none other than someone that i very seriously doubt either of you have ever heard of by the name of gary hatfield okay who's gary hatfield gary hatfield now gary hatfield is the long long time cinematographer of the tv show community okay but if you will look at season four of community say what you will about about the story and the plot the cinematography in season four when he's given some freedom is great it's phenomenal so i'm gonna i'm going to my boy gary and i'm saying gary you've been on community for so long you know um it's time to give you give you some give you a bi- a big big opportunity here. You're coming and you're working with Josh Drank and Ryan Johnson on this sci-fi modern western that I that I'm, I'm going with. Okay, so there's my pick, 
Gary Hatfield <laughs> community. He did season four. I thought the lighting on that season was great. Me too. So that is my pick. I'm happy to hear your reactions that's, to my, I, my honestly, choice. Honestly, man, I think that's amazing. Like that, like he doesn't get enough credit for how good season four, like when I think of season four, before I think about hmm, the writing was a little questionable, I think, dang, it looked good. It looked, yeah. it looked like it was shot by like, like the people that do the Apple commercials. It just looked so. so look what Gary, yeah. look, look what Gary can do when you give him when you it give would, him free freedom of choice. Let's him. try to get Gary on this podcast, please. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's obtainable. That could be obtainable. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, it's very obtainable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's amazing. And dude, he'd be so hungry to do it. Oh, he I would know, do right? anything to make it look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's the thing with with Wes is that we're kind of you know Josh and I are almost playing it safe where like Wes goes with the whole like he's going for the people that are hungry like these yeah. people want to make a good yeah, well they Wes's movie could be a movie like like the <laughs> unlikely like the people you got together yeah. it's it's like this redemption story that I've never oh, yeah. seen like and Ryan Johnson would be like oh it's so like. I mean, is this what I mean, you're doing, could, Wes? Go... Are you trying to make a movie within a movie? Because nope. The the movie within that would movie be could go two ways too. Because that, yeah. it can be the redemption story. It could also be a comedy. It can also be the incredible flop. Of nah, all don't people. even worry, but, guys. Just but wait. let's I got, let's, I got rem- it all... let's remember it is a sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a sci-fi, but it could also be a Shock. Hail Caesar. You know, it's like about a production. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's not gonna be, okay. but yeah, there yeah. You go. Uh, also, I'd like in, to in my I'd like to redact something. I said that War of the Worlds was shot on digital, and I was wrong. It was shot on thirty five millimeter. So, oh, sorry, Yanish. So Yanish, oh, Yanish yeah. pretty much only shoots film. So <laughs> I don't. So that's gonna be interesting. I I, I want to say that Big Friendly Giant was shot on film or on digital. So so but, far we have Josh is. His set is either going to collapse under itself or it's going to make a great product. Mine is either going to be, you know, one of the greatest redemptive redemptive stories or it's going to be the hugest flop ever. And Aaron's is going to be the Coen Brothers next movie. (laughs) (laughs) My people work together. They know. Aaron just wants to see the next Coen Honestly, that's so funny. No, you talk about being hungry. I'm hungry for the next Coen Brothers movie. I'm ready. Yeah. That's exactly it. I've been ready. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They would make that. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, they haven't collaborated with Charlie Kaufman, so. That's true. That. that is true. They'll probably they'll probably just write their own movie. I was gonna uh, <laughs> to, to, like, to be screw real. Charlie. They, I could have Charlie gone, be like, Joel Joel, Cohen look what I got. and Ethan Cohen. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Charlie would be like, Yeah, yeah I wrote yeah. a really cool script and they'll be like, Okay, that's great. No, that's man. awesome. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> oh no, no, no. No, not when you see what Charlie Kaufman comes up with, man. That guy's a genius. He's gonna come up with something mind blowing, and then the Cohen brothers just gotta adapt that into their vision, mm. and they're great at adapting. The, there's, there's a few. Okay, there's everyone. a few situations I, ju- I just want to highlight. So Wes, like you kind of said this, but if your film is a success, like 
Josh Trank's either winning best director or it's a flop kind of thing. Mine, yeah. Yeah. I feel like would be successful, but it would be one of the most potentially toxic sets to ever exist. Aaron's, yeah, you're talking the Aaron's talking is guaranteed yeah. a best <laughs> best picture nomination. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm guaranteed best picture nomination and a decent box office score. I'm laughing as a producer. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's true. And and an Academy Award nomination for literally whoever you choose to cast. <laughs> Though Aaron, oh, I yes. still, I still need to, I still need to see. I need to, you need to sell me on how you're gonna make a lot of money. I still don't quite see it. It'll come. It'll come. Okay. Good. It'll come. Good. Because who do you have first for lead? Oh, you have the first overall pick for lead. I know. Oh, it'll definitely come. Okay. All right. We're moving on to category six of nine. So we got four more to go: composer, lead, support, and then our copyright that we get to steal. So, composer slash musician who's going to do the music for your movie. First overall pick goes to Josh. Perfect. Okay. Hello. Um, well, you know, I, I figure, hey, this is going to be a historical epic shot on film, directed by David Fincher, lensed by Janusz Kaminski. But this, like, talking about it gets me excited. But... I mean, you, who who does the best like epic music? You know, I gotta I gotta go with my boy uh, Howard Shore. Uh, he's done a few little. He was on my a list. A few little, oh, a little, yeah. few little films. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't really care what else. Um, he did Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for me. So Howard Shore, welcome aboard. You're gonna create another masterpiece overseen by uh david fincher so uh, i'm excited i think it's gonna be great yeah that's a good one i mean i what can i say my wife walked down the aisle to the West, so <laughs> so yeah good, maybe good, i good choice. maybe i would have yeah. chosen that yeah yeah nice cool all right well let's go on to our second overall picture Wes just has to quickly look up other composers <laughs> yeah who else has composed a movie yeah um, well it's okay because um i am not uh it's it's tough not taking uh uh john williams as a composer even though he fell to me a second um but i'm gonna pass because i want my movie to be very contingent or very i want my production to be very easy i want my job to be easy i want the set to be easy everybody here is going to have work together on something so it's going to um, be a silent so I'm film reaching. <laughs> i'm i'm reaching here and um i am going to pull uh the man who has composed all of the coen brothers films oh and that might be an asterisk of like oh maybe he hasn't i'm going for carter burwell but wait, he doesn't just stop there. And first of all, he is one of the best at taking an actual song and inserting it into a movie to be part of the story. He does it in Inside Lewin Davis beautifully. He does it amazingly in Oh Brother Where Art Thou, of course, where yeah. the plot of that movie is all around, yeah. around a song that they record. Even though you don't know it at the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's credited for the uh, composing of... Um, no Country for Old Men that had one five-second scene that had sound in it. The rest of it did not have any uh, music composed for it at all. 
Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> but my my highlight for him is that he composed Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> Wait, but not Part <laughs> and Two. Say, say what you will about the Twilight series, but when they're getting married and you're hearing that song, Flightless Bird. That's a nice song. It's nicely inserted there. You know who did that? Carter Burwell. Sure. Wow. So anyways, I'm giving the nod to a, a little obscure of an artist. He only has uh, two Academy Award nominations, one of them for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, but I'm all about the close-knit, tight group that I'm forming. He's also done work on some of Charlie Kaufman's movies, like Adaptation that I was mentioning earlier. So I okay. gotta say, choice, at, like, mentioning three billboards again, the music placement was incredible in that film. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he didn't win. He didn't win Best, uh, best Composer for that one, mm. but... Uh, yeah, it was one of the few ones that he's been nominated for, even though he's making amazing soundtracks. Mm -hmm. And I think he can do something with the uh, sort of The other nomination genre. was for Breaking Dawn Part 1, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, uh, we're going to go to me, which is the final pick in this category. Um, we've left the likes of John Williams. We've left... Hans Zimmer on the mm -hmm. on the table. Um there's a lot to choose from. And though you may look at my movie as safe right now, <laughs> I'd like to take this as the opportunity to your really movie is the opposite of safe right now. Well, in your opinion. You're new you're I the new line cinema of executive all right the person i'm gonna choose this isn't as much of a redemptive story but though actually i will say in recent youtube videos he has seemed a little like his health is not that not the greatest but he's put absolute bangers together in the past not only in movies but also on the radio of course i'm going with my boy phil collins he's oh, doing nice. the music for my movie nice. every single song the whole soundtrack he's 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 bringing it back yeah i want the drums you know do i need to say anymore yeah no there we go so that's me phil collins uh welcome aboard i think you already have an oscar but well you're gonna go go for another one buddy okay can so, it be more there's my more music. like tarzan <laughs> a little yeah. more like Tarzan. Do you want me to just do Tarzan? <laughs> well, you can't, right? But can Not you? unless I steal. <laughs> yeah. Not unless I steal that copyright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I copyright that, the entire soundtrack of, of Tarzan. That might just yeah. push your movie to the next level. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, hey. Just into the superstar category. Whoa. All right, team. Let's go with... We're on to the categories of our actors. So, first overall, lead actor goes to Aaron. So, Wes, you were, uh, you were convinced of the critical acclaim of this film that I am putting <laughs> together, but you're questioning where my draw is for the audience. What modern-day people are going to be watching my movie? Well, I am going to cast both a critically acclaimed actor, probably the actor that has the most nominations in the Academy's history as my lead, but also America's sweetheart, 
I'm gonna cast Meryl Streep as my as my Ooh. lead. Absolutely. Okay, this movie this is gonna be a good movie. already it's gonna be good you have the academy these people have also worked together slightly um in some of charlie kaufman's movies you have meryl streep acting as that that was one of her supporting actress nominations came from one of his works so you have the congruency of people that have worked together and you also have you know she she's an actress i don't know actor actress i just kind of say this is the person, this is my lead person that I'm throwing in front of my screen. Um, but what is going to draw people to the theaters more than an artsy, comedic Meryl Streep performance? Okay. I'm starting to be convinced. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, yeah. That's pretty I good. Mean, I mean, you can't, you can't, can't go argue. wrong. Because what did Modern Family say? I could cast yeah. her as Batman if I want. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Very true. And it would be the right choice. Okay, good pick, Aaron. So we're going to move on to the second pick in the category of lead. And that's going to be myself, Wes, with the second overall pick. So I'm in the realm of sci-fi. I want to, again, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm repeating this a lot, but this movie is all about giving people the opportunity who I know are hungry to just really excel at a different role. And I think that the person i'm choosing showed their chops especially their ability to do very well in a in a in a potential for like a a sci-fi type movie and so my pick is going to be jonah hill um as i i'm gonna say do your maniac role in in my movie right so jonah hill is gonna be my um lead actor in my uh in my movie here um i think he's someone who he still does a lot of comedy roles. I think he's got the chops to do dramatic, roles. dramatic, you know, sci-fi kind of movie. Totally. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm going with Jonah Hill. I feel good about it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right, Josh, you have the third pick. Okay. Well, I there's there's an actor who I literally can't imagine him doing a bad performance in any film he's often a supporting actor um he's been he's been the lead a few times um and he's always knocked it out of the park i want to see him just sink his teeth into some like amazing material and be directed by someone who can really pull from him just like an oscar caliber performance so i'm gonna give the spotlight to killian murphy in this, mm, okay. like, I can just picture him in knight's armor, just ready to go, kind of thing. So, and he's he's also worked with two scripts from Alex Garland before, and done both to near perfection. So I have no doubt. He's also he's also yeah he's in Sunshine, right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, which you will discover is Josh's. It's movie, it's one so. it's up there, yeah. Um yeah. so I'm 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 just stoked to see what, what could happen with this uh with this opportunity. Good, good. And also yeah. super on the rise with how popular Peaky Blinders is. I know. Yeah, very true. You know, you you say he hasn't you know, that's his lead role right yeah. there, and you, you see he, he can excel at that as well. I, f- I feel like he's at that perfect like 
point where if you cast him in like a major Oscar like epic, he would explode. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, those are our leads. We're going to now move on to our supporting. So, first overall pick in this round, sticking with you, Josh. Take it away. Okay. Uh so we got supporting actor. Okay. Well, um Okay, bear with me for a second. This is a bit of a risky one. I'm going to try to uh, work my way through it. I'm going to... So, I feel like in this film, we need, like, a character who's maybe an antagonist, you know? And he's grizzled, and he's old, and he's war-torn. And it's it's a role that he's never really played before, but that he's wanting to really try. Um which would require him to be really close with the director, obviously. So I'm going to go with Brad Pitt for supporting because he's worked with David Fincher on like, I think like four films and he's been nominated for Oscars under David Fincher. And he's clearly like one of David Fincher's best friends. So if you were to go for a more like, um, dramatic and intense role i know he could pull it off yeah he's also been a producer in lots of films as well so you know you know you and brad pitt are getting buddy buddy on whatever movie you're producing yeah you know well. which is all all cool so yeah i'm yeah. i'm excited to see it's 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 a you would think brad pitt would be the lead but i you know i i really think like kind of subverting expectations a bit there might be cool Okay, good pick. Um, with the second uh pick in supporting, we have Aaron. All right, so I have, I have lots of people coming to my movie because Meryl Streep is in it, and she will draw my audience towards any film that she is in. So I've got that going for me, but I also want to attract some younger generation too, and I want to, you know, give um a, an actress her do uh she's been amazing she's also this um amazing actress that can do both comedic and serious performances as well as rake in oscars as of late and it seems her career is only on the upward trajectory i'm going with emma stone nice my lead i'm gonna as my supporting sorry so i'm gonna have her and meryl streep play off each other Maybe they'll be related. Maybe we'll have some August Osage County stuff coming up in here. Uh, who knows? Maybe some, um, you know. Both living in North Hollywood. Both in North Hollywood. <laughs> I they're, love it. You know, maybe they're like, maybe they're, maybe they're washed up. You know, maybe Charlie Kaufman, you know, he does personal things and he can do stories about real life. Maybe Meryl Streep plays herself. Who knows? I'm letting these people go crazy. Imagine that. Meryl Streep plays herself, washed up North Hollywood. Except, come on, who are you kidding? She's not watching. She's but, not like, but, like, I mean, people will watch. Hey, have you seen the movie that's about Meryl Streep? Yeah. <laughs> she's just living in North Hollywood after she's made all her movies? I feel yeah. like Emma Stone would thrive with the Coen brothers. I don't know why, yeah, but right? I feel like she'd be able to just kind of, like, stretch or something. Yeah, she's one of those, like... You know, you see those kind of performances from her that, you know, uh, from Maniac, the limited series that Wes brought up, or in Birdman especially, where she's able to work with the director and really push the limits of her character. So, mm-hmm. 
I like that combo. Yeah. And she's naturally funny. So like, yeah, which is totally Coen Brothers. Like, even oh, if totally. the situation is like totally crazy, like it would have that, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good choice. Okay. Third overall pick in supporting goes to me. This is the moment I've been excited for. So I just want to highlight that the next and final category after this is the copyright that you can steal. Now, just foreshadowing, I have the first pick in the copyright category, so I'm actually going to be using both of mine right now okay. to reveal what my movie is. Okay, nice. with my supporting actor, it's going to be none other than Channing Tatum. Oh, good. And good pick. with my copyright... I will now reveal that I am making the movie 23 Jump Street. So I am taking I am taking the copyright of um of the 21 Jump Street franchise. I'm giving the helm to Ryan Johnson to make a witty science fiction humorous kind of spin on their next adventure. It's going to be directed by Josh Trank, and I'm really excited to go over the whole movie at the end with you guys. So that's my little trap card there. Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, back at it. And uh, we got 23 Jump Street copyright, no questions asked. I think if the trend continues, it's going to be a critically acclaimed movie. And I think that it's going to be uh, make a, make me a lot of money. Yeah. So there we go. There's and, my little trap card for. And, and just imagine the movie trivia when uh, somebody's like, "Hey, did the director of 21 and 22 or the same producers that made 21 and 22 Jump Street? Did they produce 23 Jump Street? No. Nope. Same no. studio. Nope. <laughs> same writer. Nope. Who did the music? <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> wow. Oh, that can that can really there go we off go. The comedy. So there's there's my there's my that trap was card. Incredible. You know? I, you know if it wasn't for such a convincing thing i'd be like hey man comedy's mine that's my genre yeah. but honestly you convinced me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i was like science fiction i'm thinking like a star warsy you know vibe like han solo well, well like do they have to like go back to like a school you think like you know like, i'll you leave know. that up to ryan <laughs> I don't That's know. his call. It's no, like there's gonna be apocalypse. It's no, it's Western. science fiction. It's science fiction, so it's gonna be. But it's also Western. It's also Western, so <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's. School. I don't know what it's gonna be, but okay. I'll, I'll leave Honestly, that up to. Yeah. I'll leave that up to. Leave that to up Ryan. to them. That's their job. That's their job. Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe they're starting in the science. This Western, modern Western thing, and yeah. it's maybe who knows? It's a time travel movie. I don't know. But they're doing something, and it's 23 Jump Street, and yeah, I knew that you were going to be like, hey, I kind of have comedy, but I'm like, eh, I'm still going I'm with still it. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> now I'm yeah. upset that you made such a d debacle over me having Lubach, Texas, man. Yeah, that's true. You should have just given him Lubach. Stealing my I'm, genre you can, at the end of I the I actually thing. like North that's Hollywood. North Hollywood's Lubach, super Texas. funny. I, I like that. That yeah. is funny. You know, it's very Bojack Horseman, like making fun of Hollywood. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there we yeah. go. All right, so there, there's my uh, trap card that I played, uh, bringing it all together. Nice. Um, and with a second pick in the copyright category, because um, again, I took mine as being the entire <laughs> merchandising rights to the Jump Street franchise. Uh, Josh, you get the second pick. Okay. Um, I. You know, I haven't even thought about it. I think, huh? What would I do? 
Okay. I would take, like, the opening of Lord of the Rings, like, that prologue, beat for beat. Just, okay. just how that goes. And crit- And again, just a reminder for this section, critics don't ask questions, the owners don't ask, ask questions, viewers don't ask questions. So it's not like they watch this and they go, hey, he just copied that from Lord yeah. of the Rings. It's a complete they, pass. They, so they go, whoa, what a great That's intro. a really new, fresh take. Yeah, yeah exactly. like they their minds just go blank when that scene yeah. happens. But I think I think that's it. Like obviously we we change it, but like that format I'll take it. I'll yeah. take that prologue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Baker. You know, you guys inspired me for a last minute change. I think I was leaning towards doing, you know, a certain object like kind of the briefcase from pulp fiction. Mm. Or that rug that really tied the, <laughs> the room, room together in the Big Lebowski, but um, I think well, especially Wes on the redemptive side of things, and this is also where my um, where some of my budget from my movie is going to come from. Um, I want a redemptive story in my movie. I don't want this person necessarily to be a supporting actor, but I want them to be in my movie, and I want them to play themselves. And I'm going to get Hayden Christensen to be in my movie and just play Hayden Christensen. Okay. So people are talking and they'll be like, hey, you know that movie that's actually like kind of good, but it just has Hayden Christensen in it just for a little bit. Maybe he's Emma Stone's love interest and he's just kind of there for a bit and Meryl Streep mocks him and he walks away. That's all I need. But he's going to be in the movie playing himself and he's in North Hollywood, right? He's trying to get a job. He failed miserably in Star Wars and that's in the movie. He's like, yeah, that whole Star Wars prequel thing didn't work out for me. Ah, so that's where the copyright thing comes in. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. He openly talks about Star Wars and Disney. (laughs) Well, not even of just like, you know. I love that phone call. Hey, uh, Disney, I'm... I, I, I've, I've cast Hayden Christensen in this new movie. He's going to badmouth Disney and the prequels. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, wait, <laughs> have you, yeah, go have you used your copyright <laughs> token? No, this is yeah. it, actually. Oh, yeah. Use them. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Why are that. you even so, asking? <laughs> so he's going to be this kind of, like, washed-up bum. But it's his, like, like you know the memes about him. He's going to, like, yeah. know. He's like, I know people make fun of me. Like, I know people are saying, like, ooh, who has the high ground now? He's, like, at a cafe, right? Somebody's like, I have the high ground, Anakin. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And he's just, like, And, he, and he's life. drinking and his troubles just... away. He's like, they hated me. <laughs> yeah. They hated me. Not just the men, but the women. <laughs> and the children, <laughs> and too. The children. Imagine the comedic <laughs> relief. Imagine the people, the, the memers out there that are going to flock to this movie. Yeah. This actual, well-made movie that just has Hayden Christensen as himself trying to figure out his life as well. Wow. Okay, respect. It's pretty good. Okay, gentlemen, so that's the end of our draft. So what's going to happen now is each of us, uh, this is just kind of an arbitrary order. We're going to go myself, Wes, Josh, then Aaron. You're going to get the opportunity to go through your movie and then on the spot, come up with a title for it. Okay. So go through it how? Like just what we think Um, it's going to be? Go through kind of who... Just it's just a recap essentially of what a recap who, of your picks. Of your picks, maybe. yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, so my uh, genre is science fiction, and I'm also 
without really telling Aaron, I'm going to lean into the comedy side of things too. Uh, but I had to keep that secret. Um, I'm My setting is going to be a modern Western style. It's going to be directed by Josh Trank. Uh, notable works include Chronicle, Fantastic Four... <laughs> Cavone. Um, but I believe I believe in him. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna hit a home run uh, home run for us. The writer is Ryan Johnson. We're talking witty, fast paced, tight. It's gonna be great. The cinematographer, Gary Hatfield, cinematog long standing <laughs> cinematographer from community. He showed what he can do in season four. Um I'm really excited. I think he's hungry. He wants this, right? We're going to have Phil Collins doing the music. I don't know. Ryan Johnson can play this up as like, you know, maybe, maybe are my actor, maybe my guys in this movie are always kind of like, isn't it weird how we're just always hearing Phil Collins, you know, music whenever like all these things are happening. Yeah. It's, tw it's, it's a jump street movie. Yeah. They can, you, you they can, you play it exactly. Yeah. So we got Phil Collins, my actor, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. And the copyright that I stole is jump street. And uh, so obviously my title's pretty easy. It's going to be called 23 Jump Street. So that's my title. I'm excited with the cast I've assembled. It's going to either be one of the biggest hits, I think, financially. I think I'm hoping it's a movie that, you know, lands in those mid 80s, high 80s. Um, and it's just like, a, I'd love if it was a super bad type cult classic um mid 80s for like rotten tomatoes mid 80s score. for rotten tomatoes score sorry yeah I, i'd love if it was like a, a a super bad but also a little bit more um uh grounded than super bad like i'm not saying that i'm going full comedy here like it still is a science fiction and i'm where they're still playing up the science fiction aspects of it yeah. um but i'm excited about jump street in that science fiction universe so we'll see yeah. what they can do and i think it's and sorry i was gonna say so I hope it gets critically uh, critical acclaim, but I think ultimately it's going to make a lot of money. So that's <laughs> that's also what I'm the, excited the, about. So there's my movie. The thing that's funny is you, you mentioned that you think it like it'll get an 80 on Rotten percent or Rotten Tomatoes. I just love the idea that you as a studio executive are like it's going to get around 80 percent. Like if you're on set and you see it getting too good, you're like, hey, can we can we just Bring it down a little bit. <laughs> just just drop it, it You're, down you're really in the yeah. 90s. And we, in we put in the, a throwaway yeah. line. Put in yeah. like... <laughs> put a throwaway line. Put in a troublesome uh, line that's going to age terribly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's my film. I'm really happy with how things <laughs> turned nice. out for me. Um... All right. Next up, we have Josh. Okay. Time to go over your okay, movie. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this as though I'm pitching it to the rest of the um the studio here, the rest of the board. Okay. So okay. um, hey guys. So uh, really stoked about this new Alex Garland script. Uh, that that centers in uh, medieval Europe. It's a historical epic. We've got David Fincher who's signed on to direct. He's super excited um he wants to make like he wants that best picture he wants that best director so he's gonna be uh working with janish kaminsky who has uh been producing gorgeous frames for spielberg it's gonna have a real organic approach in the filmic quality but so much control in terms of how the camera moves and the actors interact 
got uh, Killian Murphy, who's going to be our main character. He's he's had a lot of great success in Peaky Blinders. He's worked with Alex Garland before, and the two of them like they just get each other, you know. They 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 do a really good job. We've got Brad Pitt, who's who's on board as the supporting actor. He's you know he's kind of in the twilight of his career, and he's he's wanting to play just just give one big. Uh, Rocky Balboa like performance like from Creed you know where he's just old but he's wise and he just he wants a supporting actor Oscar you know um and then to top it all off this epic that's that's you know massive budget but with such precision we gotta have a score that just absolutely just levels people emotionally so we've got uh the composer from Lord of the Rings uh Howard Shore who's very excited to come on board. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for um, uh, Nightfall. Wow. Nightfall. Nightfall. I like that. The sequel to Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Nightfall. <laughs> it's just exactly Skyfall, but they're all in armor. <laughs> I, can't, I, I actually cannot wait to see how... I can't wait to see the poster for this, you know, appear on the the website for um, Red Digital Cinema, and uh, you know, seeing that we shot that they that you guys shot this on a digital, see, uh, you know, movie, seeing that I'm David assuming, Fincher right? inevitably overpowered Janusz Kaminski. Kaminski, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no. Yeah, that's the that's only. The yeah, one. That's the. Yeah. It's the one thing. But I think creatively, thing. like. Yanish, at the end of the day, what he said in in the talk I went to is that overall, film or digital, it doesn't matter. It's all about the story and what he, he used Stephen. He said, and what Stephen's vision is for the project. There you so, go. Okay, I think they'll be okay awesome. whether they shoot it on. All film right. Or not. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap, guys. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just kidding. Aaron is going to be now pitching the next Coen Brothers movie. After after all that time, you, I had to you think about a title. You walk. I didn't know I had to think about a title. I didn't. I just decided. Yeah, I know. It's a good one. You walk into okay. the pitch room. You're like, so the next Coen Brothers film. Yep, you got it. You're approved. <laughs> Okay. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks Make for it. coming Here out. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I mean, like, yeah. If I'm a producer, that's just what I want to see. I want to see a comedic drama um, set in North Hollywood. Very ironic. And I want I want the people working on this to be tightly knit. They've made films in the past. They've made Oscar worthy material. They've made award winning material. I want the Coen Brothers to do a collaboration with Charlie Kaufman. They haven't worked with Charlie Kaufman before, but I think it will be beautiful. They have worked with Roger Deakins before, and that product has always turned out amazing. Um, for composer, they're going to be working with longtime composer Carter Burwell. Uh, for leads in this, I'm going to have um, to draw in the attention of this movie, um, but also that are going to work well with the Coen brothers. I'm going to have Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, and Hayden Christensen <laughs> as himself in my movie. Bashing Star Wars. He's going to be bashing. Well, I mean, he's just going to be living his life. Yeah, but it just, right. that's just what it turns into. Mm, right. And um, it's going to, my movie's going to be called American Sand. Oh, 
Yes. Oh, I love that. I love so, that. So you kind of get a suburban American beauty vibe to yeah. it, but it's kind of everything about American beauty, but it's boom. It's a comedy. Hey, you know what? It's making fun of it. It's rough. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> I American love it. Sands. And you know what? If you even want to, Aaron, because you're giving me a bit of comedy, if you find yourself in a desert in one of your scenes, knock yourself out. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a I did studio turn the title into American Sands. Yeah, American Sands, whatever. So, you go for that. Yeah, you go okay. for that. You take wow. that. Thanks for that title. Wow. Wow. Well, there we go. An hour and a half later, we each have our movies drafted. Nice. I would love to see all of them. I think that what we know is, I think the the one that is the least likely to fail is Aaron's. I'm going to say yeah. that. Um, I think josh yours might have the biggest impact in terms of like just coming from no out of nowhere this massive movie and mine could be an utter catastrophe or it could make a lot of money yeah. and i think that those you are gotta the... live up to the hype of the yeah, 21 yeah. and 22, 22 jump street but yeah. yeah a lot of money will be coming your but, way but i mean we didn't even we didn't even go you know go over this but think about all the jokes that i could use from the first and second Oh, with yeah. my copyright pass because they go oh that's so original <laughs> even that's... though it's just reusing the others you and know the, so and the audience apparently doesn't care either. nope they do not <laughs> so we'll see what ryan johnson uh, does with that oh. but anyways if anyone you know if anyone does listen uh to this let us know which movie you would want to see um and yeah i th- those are our movies this has been our first podcast uh going forward we we are going to be as we're making these we're just going to be broadcasting them on youtube as well um at our channel over there which we haven't even made yet so i can't even put a plug for it uh i think right now what's our schedule guys we're going to be trying to do this i think what monday one mondays Mondays are like mondays or sundays kind of mondays or sundays we're gonna be trying to do it once a week um and like we said it's gonna be a mix-up of I mean, fun little things like, you know, like this, where we're doing these little, I don't know, games kind of thing. And other times, if we want to, it'll be a more, it'll be a discussion about a particular movie or series or or whatever it is. And um, yeah, do we even know, actually, if I'm, if I'm putting this plug, do we know what we're doing next week? No, we don't. Maybe it'll just be a surprise. Okay, next week. Kind of like Wes's entire movie. Yeah, there you go. I should have. It, it was weirdly I I an M Night Shyamalan twist. I know. I was gonna say maybe, yeah. maybe I should have draft. I should have drafted M Night. <laughs> that would have been. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'd actually just don't trust M Night at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Sorry, you, M. Night. That's that's funny. Going from like you did choose Josh Trank. Yeah. To direct. The, over yeah. M. Night, the, so. the thing with M Night is he only surprises me. Good yeah. or bad, he only. I've never. It's I've never yeah. gone to like been like. Yeah, I expected that to be good. Like it's always. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's a different episode. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. It is. So so stick with us. Like I like we said, we're gonna try and do one episode a week for now. Um, we're typically not. We're gonna be trying to do around an hour. About um, even actually, it might even be shorter, forty five minutes per yeah. per episode. Mm-hmm. But for the first one. You know, we're at an hour and 40 right now and whatever. Making movies is (laughs) hard, you know, these making movies is hard. Yeah, we're producers. uh, But other things that we're going to do, we want to have we're going to have discussions about our guilty pleasure movies. 
We're going to do more draft boards. We're going to do some trivia because there's a, 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 a very useless skill that um, we have. I think Josh and I more so than Aaron is guessing the scores of Rotten Tomato movies. So we'll do some trivia stuff with that. Um, we'll go over if we want to some current events in the movie industry um, and kind of what's happening, what we're excited for. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then, like I said, we'll do more formal movie uh, movie trilogies. And actually, we're going to have guests on as well, um, I think quite frequently, um, you know, uh, with I, interesting or funny premises. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what, what, where things evolve and, and where things go. But yeah, totally. yeah. Any, any closing, uh, any closing comments? No, Real me, talk. This is really fun. That's this a wrap. is fun. Real talk. Real talk. That's Real a talk. that's a wrap. Is that is that's that our a wrap? Closing? That's yeah. a wrap. That's funny. That's probably the same. That's probably <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's a wrap.